We are calling. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, so tonight it's our view podcast episode four. And welcome to my fellow co-hosts. Welcome, welcome. And as per usual, we will kick it off with our little disclaimer. Is everybody ready? All right. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Welcome to our listeners. Welcome to our five Facebook listeners as well. Uh, This podcast is sponsored by Perfect Piece of the Puzzle. Do note that the opinions on this podcast are solely the opinion of the co-hosts as individuals and not associated with Perfect Piece of the Puzzle, uh, Citywide Council on Special Education, or Parent to Parent. And I would like to, as per usual, because we are so new, I would like to introduce my co-hosts. Uh, we have on the hotline uh, Gloria Corsino. She is the co-president of the Citywide Council on Special Education. She is the super warrior advocate. Um, and she is the mama of three. You know what? As a difference, why don't you guys introduce yourselves instead of me doing it? Come on now. <laughs> Gloria Cochino, you first. <laughs> oh, see. Oh, we then lost Gloria. All right. Maria Liriano. That's why you introduced it. Well, you already said my name. (laughs) Um, So I am a mother of two. Um, I have an 11-year-old son on the spectrum. Um, And I have a four-month-old today. Yay, four months. Um, And I am, am a parent advocate. Uh, I was formerly a, a member of the Citywide Council of Special Education, and um, that's about it. Ellen? Hi, I'm Ellen McHugh. I'm the parent of a young man who is, has a severe to profound hearing loss. He uh, went to public schools. I live in Brooklyn, and I have two other sons who are, Glory. they tell me, typically developing. Is Gloria back on? I am back on. Introduce yourself, Love Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Gloria Corsino. I am the product of public school upbringing. I am an advocate. I am the amazing mom of three young men, one typically developing, and the other two are on the spectrum. Um, and the opinions are mine. I follow the law. But I certainly make sure that everybody else does too. <laughs> Great. And I am Trisha Bermudez, and I'm the mom of one awesome sauce little boy, uh, Matthew, who is seven years old, and he has a rare chromosome deletion. And under that umbrella, he has global developmental delay and learning disabilities, amongst other medical complexities. So, What's the purpose of our podcast? The purpose of our podcast is to provide relatable voices of parents of children with disabilities. It's also to include information and in direct contact with persons at the DOE to support uh, for support regarding special education related services in New York City. And we also provide you with much, much entertainment. 
Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's get let's get right to it. And um, into the, to the topics at hand. So our first topic, we're we're gonna go into the hot three. I call it. And the hot three will recap the best topics, the biggest, not the best, the biggest topics discussed, okay, that we've discussed since we started our view. And the first topic will be um, schools officially closing. And there has been a concern um, from our first podcast was what is going to happen to our children once the you know everything open reopens you know what's the plan uh the doe has yet to make an official statement regarding children on you know extended school year aka 12-month program our second hot hot topic was another previous concern was parents who have not received devices for remote learning the DOE has reportedly delivered 250,000 devices to parents around the city. However, there are still parents who don't have a device. And a new uh, breaking update on this is, is that our teachers that are, are mandated reporters are reporting parents for not logging on to remote learning, even though they know parents don't have parents devices. To, to ACS. What are they reporting parents? That's right. Yes. Uh, uh, because teachers are mandated reporters, and typically what they, they report is, you know, child uh, care abuse issues. And so now they're now reporting that kids are not logging on. And our, our topic, our number three topic is uh, how had the DOE engaged parents? A couple of surveys have been circulating and we've had set and, you know, the the two awesome sauce people that are in the citywide council uh, have been in meetings with the leaders at the DOE. So let's get right into it. Uh, kind of who wants to trigger or touch the first or what topic would you like to discuss first? And um, maybe I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off with my thoughts and concerns. Um, for topic one about schools being closed, I was on a webinar uh, kind of making the statement of their, you know, our kids not being a part of the discussion always. And when things are being discussed, it's in the general sense of things. Um, and never including our kids in, in the discussion of how they will be supported throughout this whole process. So I was on a on a town hall of sorts for Southeast Queens and I posed the statement of what what's the plan for the 12-month program extended school year and the representative from the the UFT stated that yes school will uh will will be on but um, it will it will be remote learning, which I mean that's that's not helpful. I I don't want to say I want our kids to be the the guinea pigs, but it's I think it's a little bit more um, 
impossible to see what the general school population could look like by utilizing our kids' uh, classroom setups as a guide. Um, I don't know how you you other. What do you mean, other, like a twelve? <coughs> Like mean, a 12, a 12 to one, one to one, so, mm-hmm. right? So with with the district seventy five ratios, we have what a six one one, um, mm-hmm. six students, one teacher, one one assistant teacher, okay. eight one one, you know, twelve one one one, twelve one four, being able to strategize how the classroom would would look and if it is possible to work for you know social distancing purposes, um, being able to utilize, and I, I think it'll be easier to do that than having, and again, having everyone lumped in under the same uh, guidance umbrella. and umbrellas, leaving our kids out so of the plan. Of our, so many of our kids have multiple issues, like asthma or diabetes or, you know, uh, other ADHD, uh, you know, any other um, diet disability that you could think of. I don't think that, well, from what I've seen, I don't think their parents are looking to use them as examples. I was going to say guinea pigs, which is really a tacky word, but I know. I, parent I didn't want I, to say guinea pig, but as a guy. Every parent, every parent I've talked to has said, not unless you can prove to me that the, the building has been decontaminated. Not unless you can prove to me that the bus drivers are free of any um, issue. Not unless you can prove to me that the buses are free of any contamination. And at this point now, the DOE hasn't even renewed the contract. So it's, bus drivers are laid off. I think over 10,000 were laid off by the companies. The very people that we don't want to lose because a they're not making a gazillion dollars a year they are our people they probably have kids in special education programs themselves and b they're our only recourse to get our kids back and forth to school in most cases so i don't i don't know or and it's a limited scope but I don't know anybody except you now, <laughs> Trisha, who said, yeah. But then again, we may all be at this, at this point of busting, as are the kids. You know, people are, people are somewhat crazed. If they open a school building, are they going to open it for our kids? Are we going to be able to walk down the street and go in there? Or are they going to say, oh, no, no, not you. Not, not for yeah. you. It's for other kids. It's not for you. We don't have the services here. Not that I'm bitter or angry, but <laughs> yeah, I'm both. As long as this system is split, as long as this system can say to a certain bunch of kids, you don't come to this building, then I don't see how we can even set an example. Because unless you're in a District 75 school at PS whatever, 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 Somebody's going to say, nope, not in this building. And besides that, aren't your kids disabled? I'm sorry. Maria. I'm really ticked. <laughs> Tell us how you're um, feeling. Don't <laughs> hold that. <laughs> Look, um, when it comes to the 12-year 
program. 12 months. 12, 12, 12 months. Month. Sorry. I feel like I'm on the 12 year program. Now. <laughs> 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 I feel like I've been home for 12 years with my child. Um, I think what, what needs to be where is the plan? Where's the plan? We have to start talking about a plan a solid, safe plan about schools being sanitized, teachers being tested, like all of these things have to be in place before our kids can go in. I, I think um, Trisha had a, has, a, has a good point as to, you know, how, how our classes are set up. Um, could be a good guide for social distancing, but you know, with, with, with most of our children, so many of them require physical touch. I don't even know how that's how and what that's going to look like. But first and for, first and foremost, we need to know that there's a plan in place, or that we're someone's working on a plan for our kids. Because remote learning for the summer, it, it's just it, it's not going to fly. It's just not going to fly. I'm going to disagree with you. We don't have to find out what the plan is. We should be at the table creating yeah. the plan. Well, yeah, right. Of course, I agree. Well, I was gonna, I but was gonna up one. We need Ellen. the ball rolling. We need the ball rolling. Someone needs to get the ball rolling. Go well, ahead, I did. I said, well, listen, I can't continue. Continue. Yes. <laughs> so this is my plan. I agree with both of you and disagree with both of you. Like every plan before this moment. It was never the institution that, that that applied it. It was the parents that advocated and created it. And maybe what we should do is we should start creating what that plan should look like for our children and present it, and then sit at the table and let and then let's talk about tweaking it. Because I think that, like everybody else, like I said, people before us were pioneers and they broke ground for us to have the ability to speak as freely as we do. So maybe we should start making sure that we show that we are, that we've learned the lesson and that we're now teaching a new lesson to those coming behind us. Um, so it's just about not talking about it, just let's be about it. And maybe that's it's a conversation that we need to start reaching out to parents citywide um, to see what what they would like a plan, a safe plan, or what they feel is a safe plan, and that we can maybe listen to their ideas and maybe take away something that we can implement to present. Well, I mean, that's kind of the main reason why I... I'm opening my mouth. It might not be the best idea, for one, because clearly, you know, you need to hash these things out to come up with greatness. But, you know, somebody needs to say out loud, like, listen, like, come on now, we need to figure this out. And so if it, it means us coming to the table and having some really raw, bare bones thought and then cleaning it up then let's do that but i feel like we need to at least have an idea or come up with something to start the discussion because otherwise nobody's going to take our children into consideration that was just my thought on that one um 
The next topic about these devices and the delivery of them. I know the most recent one was uh, us getting the, the, there was a most recent deadline of delivery or at least delivery for parents to submit um, submit Request. 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 There we go. I can't think. My thoughts are not coming clearly today. Request for devices as of April 30th. Um, but then in the same token, I've been reading articles from every almost every newspaper locally with parents more and more getting reported to ACS because they're not logging on. And then the the added layer of concern is, you know, ACS is not just coming. And it all depends on who comes to your house. Put it that way. You know, have that out there. They're not only coming to say, hey, log on to remote learning, but they're also coming and scoping out. Now, what it turns out to be after that, who knows? But I mean, for the cases where they're coming to say, log on to remote learning and parents don't have devices for the kids, yet administration knows that they're waiting for devices. I feel like it's wrong. And it's it's such like a catch 22 when, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm just so bent out of shape. Cause I mean, our kids are, before this, parents were catching ACS cases for, you know, kids with disabilities. And now we're catching cases for not being able to log on because we don't have devices that haven't arrived to our homes yet. So, um, Ellen, any idea? This, <laughs> this is going to continue through the summer, right? We know that because the schools are not opening, and I think that the buildings are not opening, I should say. And I think that for most of the kids who have special needs or IEPs, regression is the biggest issue. So it's going to be offered. I don't know how it's going to be offered. Is it only going to be offered to those children who have 12-month program on the IEP? What about the child with the learning disability? 27% of the kids are LD. I know that 26 or 27% have language delays. There's about 16 to 18,000 kids who are autistic. Other children, like a deaf or a blind child or a child who has um, a less involved special need, regression is there. It's a fact of life. The reason that they're in these programs are because they were not necessarily succeeding in the classroom. So are you looking at offering summer school to the 253,000 children that have IEPs, or are you looking at offering summer school to those children who are in District 75 and those children who have other disabilities who are the furthest away from the norm. That limits access. It limits access for all the kids because somebody's child who has a learning disability may not get a summer program by remote or even if they volunteer to go in 
the Staten Island Borough President has a proposal in front of the DOE about using the rec centers to deliver um, related services like speech and language, OT and PT. In some cases, that really, in, your, in my case, it would really have given me a break to take my son, my daughter someplace where they could get professional therapies, where they could get professional action. I'm not a professional. I'm somebody's mother. I may be the best blasted mother in the world, but I didn't, you know, as Mel Brooks said, I didn't go to school to be a teacher. I don't, I, uh, you know, and a natural instinct to teach. I don't know. Even if I did have a natural instinct to teach, it would have to have been refined. The other option is I have a natural instinct to teach and I am not bound by the parameters of a college that gave me my license. I'm freer. I, I, I know I haven't answered the question, but the fact still remains these services will be in existence over the summer. So unless we are there with the United Federation of Teachers, the uh, Council of Supervisors and Administrators that represents the principals, the bus drivers, the bus owners, the, para, the DC 37 that represents the paraprofessional, unless we're all in the room together, it's gonna be a piecemeal approach. Ain't that the hot stuff. Maria, how do you follow that? <laughs> you don't. You don't. You just put a period right there. You changed the topic. What are you drinking tonight? Right. You know what? I'm, I'm drinking a green juice right now. Just so you know. <laughs> um... You know what? Um, this whole ACS thing, I, I it drives me crazy. I think it is absolutely disgusting that there are teachers calling ACS on parents for not showing up for remote learning. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Everyone is stressed to the max. It is disgusting that they would not find other means to contact these families, these people. Like that, the fact that ACS has to go into someone's house and say, turn your computer on, come on, give me a break. What is happening here? It's disgusting. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> the other part of it, yeah, but the other part of it is, is a prejudicial system. Some yes. people would say racist. No, go the ahead. vast majority of our kids, the vast majority of our kids come from low, low middle income, lower income families. Mm -hmm. So, you know, are we saying that because the family is working two jobs, the mother is working two jobs, a single mother working two jobs with three kids because she can't get her kids online on time, that she's not supporting her children, that ACS has to be called because she's working two jobs, 
because you know as well as I do, the people that are still working are the people who are low paid and need those jobs. People who are delivering groceries are not making sixty or seventy thousand dollars a year. People who are delivering food are not making that kind of money. People who are working, I, 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 I wouldn't even want to touch this because Gloria's husband is in the sanitation department. But I don't know sanitation workers that are making a gazillion dollars. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I know sanitation workers who are middle of the road, regular people who are working hard jobs out yes. in the community and many times are single parents and yet they can be and, le and, and let us not process. forget that it's also a very dangerous job. Um, there are incidents where um, chemicals are put out on curbside without authorization, it's not labeled. We've had many injuries, many deaths of sanitation workers. So the fact that you're going out into the field and you may not know what kind of day you may have if you may come home uninjured. And let's not include now that there are garages in the Bronx, such as the one that, where, my, where my, my husband works, that has had coronavirus and has been shut down on numerous occasions to disinfect. And he's not been on the shift or worked with the person who was, but that can happen. It really can. You're right. And and even healthcare workers, so many yes. children's parents are healthcare workers. They are working a million hours a day. They're mm -hmm. exhausted. They go home to sleep. I'm sorry if I'm not going to turn on my computer for my son to sign in because I'm trying to save lives all day long. Mm -hmm. So don't or you dare call ACS on these people. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little fired up. Yeah, but think about the parents that, that are just a tad bit. Like, yeah. how does that work for exactly. them? You're calling ACS on them, and they're telling you, "Well, my device they didn't have a device. I don't exactly. got a device." Exactly. <laughs> but but yet, you know, the parents are engaging and saying, you know, "Hello, like, can I get a packet? Can I?" You know, yes. they're in communication, and still they don't care. Like, you don't have, you're not logging into Google Classroom. I don't care if you're talking to me every day. That's not what counts. So in, in, in trying to sound like devil's um, advocate here, maybe what we need to do is maybe, maybe parents don't have the right people to communicate with. Communicating with someone is one thing, but communicating with the right person is essential. Mm -hmm. um, maybe what we can do is when we have a conversation with Central, we can actually request um, numbers where parents can actually get answers um, and maybe we could post it on Perfect Piece of the Puzzle's um, website. Is that would that be fair to at least try to offer them an opportunity to have parents have access or correct access versus just do you, do you mean numbers of people who yes don't have phone them? numbers yes like oh, or maybe someone who who can who make can it, it. Uh, happen yes yeah okay because sometimes getting in touch with the principal. Maybe they left a voicemail because they called the school and not realizing that maybe sending an email will get that faster because maybe not everyone is accessing their voicemails because they're not in school. Um, so I'll give, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and at least try to say, well, we're already here. How do we now get the information for parents so that 
we empower them to at least facilitate this faster. Fair enough? That's fine. I, I just I just can't imagine. I mean, because... No, I, wrapping again, your head around something. Yeah, because like yes. my son's school, I mean, they're phenomenal. They know all the kids in every class. All the teachers, are they're amazing. I cannot imagine mm-hmm. them calling ACS just because kids aren't signing in. I cannot imagine them being that disconnected that they would not be aware of the fact that their student, their own student does not have a device, therefore cannot sign in. How disconnected can you be? And you're right. And I want to say something that we had heard in the past from parents. And I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, it's not every school that has done it, but there have been instances where they, you have found parents that have been combative or because that's what the label is, that they're combative. They're very strong in advocating for their child and it becomes a label of, oh, this person is going to be trouble. And it becomes a retaliatory technique. And while you untangle the web that is, is happening, you now find yourself in a position where you're struggling trying to wrap your head around someone calling ACS. And like you said, with, with the added stress of this pandemic, how does it feel justified? And you're absolutely right. So maybe that's a conversation that we need to keep stressing in our check-ins um, with you know the people that we check in with, Ellen, that we should keep that on the top of our list. Uh, we have one person listening that, that has a statement uh our listener naomi she said i believe there should be some type of support where there could be the pta can have access to who is not signing in um she also says also are all parents able to speak the speak the language that i guess they're receiving the the forms in or themselves have a disability where they they themselves can speak up for themselves. Here we go. Yeah. So can I answer? The forms are out in every la- in 10 languages. But the physical, the actual access to it requires a computer, requires you have a device that doesn't Hi-Fi. Doesn't have. You know, if you don't so, have, if all you have is your telephone, what yeah. you, your, yeah. Um, cell phone. What you need is a phone number. Mm-hmm. Okay, so us needing to get a phone number out to parents, and I'm guessing that the PTA, because the PTA is made up of other parents, which will support support other parents that are not on the PTA, having them be able to say, hey, you know, Johnny Susie is not able to get on and be in touch with the parents, at least be a, a mediator in that process? Yeah, I, I, I think um, I think that there should be some sort of pandemic criteria for when to call ACS and so that we are not wasting time with um, people from ACS who, who really, you know, who have to go to like real cases, children who are in serious need. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps there has to be some new criteria right now. So, so, so the, the teachers can follow and, you know, like check off a list of 
every contact that they've tried, and then perhaps they can contact uh, ACS. But, you know, to just call ACS just to turn on the computer, just to log on, it is a waste. Because mm-hmm. God forbid it turns it's- into the boy who cried wolf story. After a while, you yeah. stop believing. Mm-hmm. Here's the phone number to get the remote learning device request form. <laughs> I love this. 718-935-5100. And then you press the number five. It shows up in 10 different languages. But it's 718-935-5100. And then you press five. Thank that you, is why Ellen. Ellen is our go-to guru. Yeah, Ellen is the best. <laughs> So that's that was a heavy one. So let's let's talk about these surveys that are out. (laughs) I only saw one. I I saw one survey from the DOE, right? And I saw it was based on remote learning. And it's funny because as I was doing the survey, I was like, let me start just taking pictures of these questions. Because I was like, I don't think anybody will believe me that there was like two questions as it relates to special education. Even though you select your school in the beginning of the, the questionnaire survey thing from the DOE. And I, I would have thought it would have been catered to that mostly, but no, it's not. It had a lot of general stuff on it. Nothing related to teletherapy specifically and how's it working for you and none of Yeah, like two questions on special education. That was it. So I know there are more surveys out there. Let's talk about it. D75. Uh, I know. I saw. Uh, all right. Let's, let's start with Ellen, folks. D75 did a survey. And they got 90 responses. So Actually, far. it's above that now. It's almost 200. Yeah. It's close to 200 responses. You know what? Matter of fact, one of our listeners is the creator or co-creator of said survey. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, no. yes. She's hey, listening. Girl. She is listening. <laughs> <laughs> I knew when I saw the person's name, it looked familiar, but I was like, ah, okay. What we have to be wary of is somebody who says that's enough people. Historically, Revlon has sent out a million surveys to determine whether or not somebody likes a lipstick color or a a makeup base or whatever. If they get 10% back in responses, 10%. They base an entire publication campaign on 10% of a million people. I don't even know what my my disability is, math. I know you put money in and you take money out. I don't know what it adds up to. But at the same time, if they can base an entire national campaign on a response base of 10%, then... 200 people out of the estimated 23,000 in District 75 is not a bad response, especially if they haven't gotten a device. Right. Uh, Maria? 
Well, I'm I'm not a part of District 75. I I I haven't seen either one of those surveys. The survey I saw was a survey regarding the grading system for the kids. Um, oh, the uh, grading policy. The grading policy. Yeah, but but there was first a survey that was sent out on what what we think or what we would prefer or you know I think um it is what it is <laughs> I mean I could <laughs> these poor kids everyone everyone is trying their best and um I think the, the high school kids have it the worst when it comes to this grading system because they really have to they their their grading awesome. system isn't 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 changing um, and if it's your last year, or if it's your junior year, which is really important, um, yeah, that's uh, this is going to be tough. But. Gloria, um, well, there's just too um, too many ideas swimming in my head right now. Um, we've got our work cut out for us, um, and. This is going to go on beyond the summer for us. We're going to have to drive, um, drive this deep and drive it hard. Um, we can't let up when it comes to advocating for the to these parents. We're going to have to, you know, for these parents to to the DOE because I think it's important. But we're going to need parent support. Um, we're going to need parents' voices um, to. Not only you know repeat what they've said to us, but feel supported to keep saying it. Um, you know, it, it's important. Um, it can't be anything less than your life, your child's life, depending on it. Um, and it has to be taken seriously. And, and we have to remind the powers that be that this is not. You're not talking about an OSIS number. You're not talking about just a piece of paper, a, a bunch of piece of paper. You're talking about someone's human being that they love, um, that they look to, to give the best of everything that they can. So we simply just can't say, well, this is what was decided and, and that's okay. That's, that's following status quo. And I, I've just never, I've always been the square peg trying to fit into the, into the round hole. Sorry. I, I'm just difficult. And I'm just not going to take it lightly, and I certainly am not going to conform. Mm. Well, thank you, ladies, for discussing our hot, the hot three. I think that was, that was a lot. We could have definitely gone deeper into the hot three, but let's, let's come back down a little bit, you know, why? Touch into your inner selves, decompress just a tad, and let's Why? talk about our feelings and our emotions of where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't think that was an emotional? <laughs> no, that was not I'm emotional. <laughs> I'm, sh I'm, I'm living here alone. The cat's gone into a totally... Uh, sort of catatonic state under a bed <laughs> after listening to me shriek. She doesn't know what's wrong. And she has Ellen's socks. And she has my socks. 
Right. <laughs> For those of you who were in here last week, the cat stole my sock. <laughs> I love it. The emotion, the emotion that he, when my son was born, he had, I'm going to shriek again. He had heart problems. He had kidney problems. His lungs collapsed. He developed eczema. He was in an ICU for 10 days in a step-down unit, then in a regular nursery, and then he came home. And you know what the doctor said to me? Take him home and love him. What the frig? I was going to dump him? You know, it, I don't think that people understand the emotion that's attached to carrying, bearing, and working with and for a system that is supposed to serve students. We're looking at a system, theoretically, we all know systems perpetuate themselves. They don't conform to the individual. They want the individual to conform to them. I'm not, I'm not a conformist. My son certainly didn't conform to the standard. You go to school around the corner and you just progress. We had to, we had to argue for every possible adaptation. And that was at a time when the IDEA was only a recent law. The IDEA was passed in Congress in 1975, and at the time it was called the Education for the Handicapped. You didn't get regulations that allowed your kid to go to school in New York State until 1977. Up till that time, if you had a kid with a disability, you had no right to go to school. And yet, here I am, 30, 40 years later, being told I should be calm about the fact that some child born two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, is not getting services. The law has been there for 40 friggin' years. When are we going to respond to it? When are we going to be agile enough to say, we looked at this child and here is an IEP that reflects not only the child's needs, but the child's deficits and a real way, not some guesswork, a real way, a proven way, a, a, a researched and proven way to address this kid's need. We're still guessing. This is by guessing by God. And while I believe in God, I'm not so sure about the guessing. Unless you want another emotional response, I'd go to somebody else. <laughs> no, <I'm right>. Maria? <laughs> you know, my first response is, I really don't want to follow Ellen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're so stunned by her responses that we lose our train of thought. Oh, so, please. Yeah, that's it. I'm neither, so... one of you are, neither one of you are shy violets. Yeah, but I'm so, you know, present with her. I am like feeling every single word. I'm 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 in it. And then you're like, Maria, I'm like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so touching base on our feelings. So here it is. I am not going to let anyone tell me how to run my household. Not the DOE not UFT, no one. I am moving forward with remote learning as best as I can with my child and the support from his school and they have been wonderful. Thank you, PS81, you guys are amazing. Um, but when I need a break 
when I need a mental health day, when I need several mental health days, I am going to take it because no one at the DOE, no one in the UFT is living you my go, life girl. with my responsibilities and my worries and my family. So, uh, ACS, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> That's, how, I shine, That's how I'm feeling tonight. <laughs> and I'm just Great. drinking green juice. <laughs> Great. Gloria, your turn. Mm. Well, how do I follow those two? Um, <laughs> no. um, you know what? I am realistic, but optimistic that the fight in me is not gone just because I'm exhausted mentally physically, emotionally. Um, some days I feel like I have postpartum um, mm-hmm. because I'm happy one moment because my children are safe, they're healthy, they're alive. And then I'm saddened that I'm watching a slow train wreck in motion and I can't stop it. Um, and as I watch the regression of my children day by day, um, I watch how they are withdrawing and it, it really, it hollows me out. Um, it just makes me angry. And if I'm feeling this way and I have the words to say it, I can identify what I'm feeling. Um, remember like with Jackson saying, mommy, tell me, how do you feel? How do you feel? This yes. is how I feel. Um, it's putting a, a name to what the emotion that I'm feeling is and and it's that same anger I felt when someone was dismissive of the opportunity that my son would say that he would never say that he would love me, um, that he was not going to do me more than just a vegetable. Um, that is exactly the the definition that I felt was given to me when he was diagnosed. Um, and if I didn't allow it then. I'm certainly not going to allow it to, to today or tomorrow. Um, so I'm with Maria. ACS, come on in. Because you should see what my, my schedule looks like. Forget about it. Fridays <laughs> yeah. is actually the nice way of saying what Fridays are in my house. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I know what works for my, my children. And my primary responsibility as their mother is to keep them safe. Yes, preach. And that includes from from entities that are not built to be sentimental to those who bring less to the table according to what society's rules are. Are you humming spirituals over there, Maria? (laughs) (laughs) We just had some church in here. That's why. (laughs) Yes. Preach, yes, because I'm about to bring the bring the whole party down. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's it's been a hot mess in you know this household over here, you know because I am seeing and and it's something that I'm like regression. I knew regression was possible. I I know it would have happened to all our kids. I knew for my kid, it not necessarily would have an impact now, but I would see it 
further on. Um, but what I'm seeing now is just, you know, no longer wanting to comply. Like compliance is out the window at this point. And this last mm-hmm. week, it's and, and and part of the reason why I went to I wanted to start this podcast was just kind of to get to vent and um breathe mama breathe <laughs> this is hard <laughs> this is this is so hard <laughs> we're here for you mama because I'm I'm not I'm all these people. I'm not I'm not a teacher. I'm not the therapist. I'm not all these therapists. I'm not these people. And I can't do it right now. I just can't. I'm exhausted. I'm tapped out. And what I and and it's so frustrating because and I know I shouldn't go looking and reading and but it's so frustrating to see people saying crazy things about you know well <laughs> people are dying and and you should stay in your house and and um and I totally get that I totally get the impact because it's impacted me but I just need a break I need I need I need a break and I, I can't get that break. It, it just can't. I want a break. Because what I what I knew to be a break, and I would be able to call on my mom and, you know, like have Matt go over there for a couple of hours, and I don't have that. I really don't. I don't have that. It's just, it's just me and him and... All this stuff that we have to do and keep up with and and between logging on for this session and having to work with him through all these sessions and having people calling all day, every day. And did you, do you know, did you log on? Like, come on, man, I can fucking read. I can read. Like, <laughs> there it is. So you make it our podcast. Yes. There it is. <laughs> I don't like I'm so lost like why are these people calling me asking me like did I see the post about PE and what we're doing at 11 like lady like first of all I said good morning this morning and I can read that there's PE at 11 today like leave me alone there's enough my phone goes off more than enough during the day for everything else and I'm still trying to maintain and help my mom here. And you're calling me about seeing what was posted on Google Classroom. Like, come on, man. Like, I can't. I'm, I'm so tapped out. And so I've decided with this week of madness that I'm like, forget it. Next week, we're going on vacation. Yes. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going on vacation next week. Don't call. Don't write. And I will figure out what the next move is because clearly y'all are just going to sit here and push my kid to do activities that he has no idea if that he wants to do. We're at home and his easiest thing to do is, all right, so I'm going to finish 
talking to you for this two minutes and I'm going to walk over and play with my stuffed animal in the next five. Like, I don't even want to talk to you. It got to the point, I have like this little tent thing where he walked into the tent and sat down and the therapist was like, okay, so well, that's going to decompress him. And I have the iPad in front of the tent and she's still talking to him like, all right, Matt, so now we're going to do, and Matt was like, all right, I'm going to sleep. (laughs) Well, she's lucky he didn't give her the middle finger. Well, that's his standard way of that's pointing. That's not Matt. So, that's not Matt. His mother raised him. Well, right. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. well, that no, was his, you know, what? finger. So, you know, like, <laughs> she would get it regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. You <laughs> see? But what if he raised his middle finger, wait, if he raised his middle finger, would that be considered OT or PT? <laughs> I like that. That's OT. That's OT, yeah. And you know what? And it's also counseling because he released. (laughs) (laughs) We hit all three markers. Great. There you go. When I spoke to Trisha earlier and she said she was going on vacation, do you know what I said? How dumb is this? I said, oh, where are you going? So I'll make you guys laugh. I went to the Dollar Tree because I I love Dollar Tree. You go to the Dollar yeah. Tree every every, every day. day. It's my therapy place. Okay, it's how I release when when my when when I'm able to get out of this house. I run to the Dollar Tree. I set my limit at ten and we run. Okay, so there's one in New Rochelle um, on North Avenue, and they actually had like a section where like you know we have like vacation toys like little. Uh, scrapers and they had um little palm trees and I was like thinking you know I should take a picture and make believe I went on vacation <laughs> with this fake palm tree <laughs> so you know what we'll I think do? we'll set up I the backyard people, I think people on the on the cast if they're listening to us still should know that we come from the Bronx Brooklyn Queens and Upper Manhattan right Trisha no, I know. Maria's in the Bronx as well. She's in the Bronx as well. Yeah. This isn't something that's that's put in one spot. We're not coming from Park Slope in Brooklyn or the Up East Side or the West Side. We're coming from those places where most of us live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. The real world. And <laughs> Trisha. You know, we love you and we support you. And it takes a lot of courage to say exactly how you feel um, on this yeah. podcast. And, um, well, you know, I don't hold back. So, you know, we, yeah, we, I don't think any of us do. Um, yeah. but, you know, you, you know, no, you, you are not alone because I am calling you every other day a hot mess. So I you know, know. And <laughs> you know here, here I am. I'm like, damn it. We're here for you. That's all right. So <sighs> just to just so that you don't go out tomorrow, Trisha, when I get relief from the two that I'm trying to educate and uh, give speech therapy and all that other nonsense to, because tomorrow's ADL day. Um, tomorrow is, you know, we're we're just not uh we're it's a, it's um maintenance Monday. So I'm going to drive to the peninsula and socially distant for, hug you and stand out to, as I keep throwing kisses at you because I need you to know that I love you and I'm here. 
stop. I just stopped oh. crying. And you're going to make me cry no. again. But you know what? I'm going to have to bring my own tequila because you can't give me anything from your house. <laughs> no, 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 no tequila. <laughs> you, no tequila. No, no tequila. tequila you you can't. You, no, you're driving. No, no, I'll wait the hour until it wears off. Go to shop, relax. Girl. Oh, girl, no, girl, girl, girl. No, Dree, whenever morning drink, you enjoy. A little pre-game for Cinco de Mayo on Taco Tuesday. There you go. You see, we'll have uh, our Trisha, own we gotta do our, Trisha, we got to do our annual Cinco de Mayo. I know. I'm ordering tacos <laughs> and um, for Taco Tuesday. So maybe um, we can uh, have like a little, yeah, can we do that? Like, you know, just meet up and we can like zoom on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who, wrap this up. Anybody all right, who's all right, listening all right, to us. All right. When they yeah. everybody's like, <laughs> oh, they are really down at home. Like, let's continue <laughs> listening right here. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> while I get my my emotions back in check and I become the moderator again. We don't have any questions from Facebook Live and we've kind of now delved into an hour of our show. Jesus. So one, one quick aha before we wrap it up. Aha, happy moment. I have no aha or happy moment other than I'm going on vacation. Um, Maria? Uh, aha, happy moment. I mean, I, you know, I am, I am rocking it as a mom. And then... <laughs> I, I just realized that today, you know, I do have my moments where I break down and feel inadequate. Um, but today, I really, I feel good. I know that I'm doing my best. And, um, and that's enough. And I'm enough. And everything that I do is going to be enough. And if my child mm -hmm. needs more, he has a mother who will find more. And that's that. Gloria? So I have taken it upon myself to, to pick a new recipe that I am not comfortable with or have never eaten, but I'm going to be breaking my family into every day just to keep my sanity because it challenges me to make it my own. Just you. Nice. Ellen. So if they don't need it, I'll drop it off, guys. <laughs> I'm here for whatever meals you drop off to me. I just yeah, bought spinach yeah, and I'll be blending it up. There you That's go. <laughs> don't forget the fresh sofrito. I'm here for it. I'm more here for it. There you go. I got you. <laughs> oh God. And Ellen, what's your what's your funny happy moment of this past week? I have nine nieces. We have a book club. We got on the book club today. We're supposed to be reading The Boys in the Boat. And we had absolutely nothing to say about The Boys in the Boat. <laughs> we, said to each other, <laughs> we said to each other, in an hour, that we loved each other, that we there support each other, in any time or any way. And that was that was an aha moment. The funnier moment 
was when we decided to exchange recipes. Has anybody made an apple tartan? It's a French apple pie. You do everything except you do it upside down. And I was like, oh, my God, this is not a bad thing. Every, everything is cooked upside down. And it was better than upside down pineapple cake, which just leads me right back to the fact that by the end of this, they're going to have to fucking roll me out of this house. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might no, have to I, widen my doorway. No. <laughs> I'm on a diet. I bought spinach and I'm on my diet now. So that's the only upside I got going for me that, that I'm going to lose the quarantine weight now. But uh, like every well, that, good thing... There's the- Huh? There's the goal. We all have. There's the goal. We have to lose the COVID nineteen. I gotta lose yeah. the COVID nineteen. If any and of you have a coach, you know I know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> she oh, got. She God. got. She got. She got the inside hookup. I got a coach. <laughs> I got an inside. Yeah. I Great. Yeah. Exactly. It's the hookup. But uh, like every good thing. They something must come to an end, and this podcast must come to an end. Thank you so much to my awesome co-hosts for being here, for sharing their thoughts, their emotions, and for uplifting each other. Thank you to everyone for listening. We will be back. We're here once a week, same time, same place, eight thirty, and uh, hopefully, we have some great. Um, uh, great topics for next week uh maybe a guest co-host for the co-host but until then thank you very much say goodbye co-host goodbye thank you have a good night